Welcome back to the big program coming up to 9 o'clock here in the Capital Region. 11 degrees. Uh, looking for a high today of about 18 or 19. In studio with us uh, at West Edmonton Mall, Stingray Studios. It's a beautiful area of the mall, really, when you think about it. Uh, is Ladislav Schmid. He will be our co-host on Thursdays from 8 till 10. And the texts are flying in. Everyone is really uh, loving Laddie. And I, this, here's one from uh, Team Dean. I will say Laddie's accent is way easier to make sense of than Struddy's. <laughs> oh, I, I'm glad they don't need translation for my accent. But <laughs> oh, poor Struddy. He gets it a little bit. Uh, Struddy, no, no. Laddie on the radio. Love it. Loved him as an order. That comes from Supernova. Uh, here's one for you, Laddie, and this comes from uh, Jordan. What was your welcome to the NHL moment? And that's uh, Jordan in Calgary. So thanks for listening down there. Welcome to the NHL moment. Uh, I think <clears throat> it it wasn't the first NHL game. It was the f- I think might have been the first uh, first exhibition game, and we play Arizona. I I I remember George Larocque was on Arizona, and uh, I don't know if he would remember that, but. I accidentally hip checked him. He made like a move on the blue line. It was like a junior move almost. Yeah. Tried to beat me, and then like I kind of stepped up and I lowered my body, and he flipped over me, and he stood up back, stood back up, and was like, I was already pooping myself, and he's like, Kit, I'll give you this one. If you do it again, I'll rip your head off. Oh, I'm like, man. okay. <laughs> Like, so, yeah, yeah, big leaks. Uh, that was, yeah, again, like you, uh, everyone says their NHL moment comes right away, like yeah. in almost the first game kind of thing. Yeah. A little different for you. Yeah, it was. It, it came before. And uh, he, like when I started there, uh, you know, it was kind of still the old NHL. There were some heavy, heavy hitters. Yes. And so you would have to, not like you would change the way you play, but you... You had to be aware of them. I, I remember too in, uh, in Nashville, um, again, accidentally, I bumped uh, into Paul Correa around the net and next shift uh, we were uh, lined up in the D zone and Darcy Hordichuk from Nashville. Mm-hmm. And I played with Darcy later, yeah. right? Yeah. But I didn't know him back then, my first year. And again, he he's like threatening me swearing at me he's like you hey, don't touch this guy I'm like my god like I yes. you know like it's yeah. just you, you don't really think like they were around the net kind of digging the puck so I gave him I guess cross check I wasn't even thinking I wasn't certainly looking it's Paul Korea. like you don't look keep playing against like you're in a heated moment but yeah he, I think Stevie Stales had to switch places with me to kind of cool down the situation mm-hmm. otherwise he would probably <laughs> Tried to kill me. Yeah. Like, Darcy was—he wasn't the tallest guy, but strong. He, yeah, strong, and he knew how to fight. Camsack, Saskatchewan. <laughs> he was yeah. like an old farmer. Look, the farmers are everywhere here, Duke. Really good businessman, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you need needed car or anything, Darcy would be the guy. He's he would guy. call anybody. You know, he would know anybody, uh, everybody around the area, Vancouver, especially Vancouver. Right. Well, we're yeah. gonna get him on the show now. Yeah, we should. Sure. Yeah, we'll get him to talk. So w- let's go to the start. Um, Everyone knows that you were traded to Edmonton in the Chris Pronger deal. What was it like even before? Like, so when you were in Czech and you came over here, young guy, um, played three world juniors, right? Yeah. So, but when you first came over to North America, when you were a young, young man, what was that like to come to a new country and kind of get things going? I'm sure language barrier was a tough one to start. Culture shock, for sure. And uh, it was the first time I was uh, not living 
at my family house mm-hmm. with my family. I, like I, I left when I was 19, but I was, I was babied by my mom and my <laughs> parents, really. I, I was just focusing on hockey. I didn't know what the life is like outside. And uh, yeah, so I, uh, I went to uh, Anaheim's camp. They sent me down to Portland, Maine, um, the farm team. And like you said, the language barrier was the biggest mm-hmm. biggest thing. Uh, it's it's basically everything. Like you're you're sitting in a locker room, and twenty guys are talking, and then once in a while, you hear your name, but you don't, you have no clue what's going on. And let's be honest, uh, the olden days. I don't know how is it how, how it is now, but uh, you know, not all the guys were very happy that uh, young young prospect from Europe is getting the chance. Yes. You know, I, w- I was given a you know better chance than some of the guys that they were battling for the same spot for years and years, right? So they weren't overly happy, but but uh, I think a lot of, I, I got a lot of guys on my side through my work ethic and you know, they saw, I was, I wanted to learn how to speak English. So they hired me a tutor and <laughs> She made me, she was great, but yeah. she made me read these kids books with a lot of pictures <laughs> and like a big, like it's, 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 it's kids books. Like yeah. I, I read it to my son, two year old son. She made me read it and then translate it and like, like all this stuff. Then she made me watch movies with subtitles and it helped, mm-hmm. you know, I still have accent. I'm not going to get rid of it. I actually like it. My, yeah. my my wife compliments it. She says she thinks it's sexy. Yeah, for, I think she's got a thing for like a Eastern European <laughs> guy. So, well, obviously she, yeah. she does. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah but uh, hardest part was the language. But when I got that down, I could understand the system better. I could interact with my teammates, and they would see that I am actually willing to learn their culture. So it got easier and easier. But still, then you had the part that where you know. I ended up bringing my girlfriend for parts of the year and we had to live on our own. Thank God for my agent, Steve was, you know, helping me with like the house, house situation, car, um, <laughs> funny story. So we were getting paychecks, yeah, right? But I thought in check you get a paycheck, but it goes directly to your account. So my, my, <laughs> my agent, he, has, he had access to my bank account and he's like, like six months in, it's like, what are you doing with your money? Like, are you spending it all? And I had, I had like six or seven paychecks or maybe even more lying in, in my drawer yeah. because I thought it's directly deposit. So I was kind of, I was almost bankrupt. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 You have to go to the bank and then we switched it that they direct deposited. But I had no idea about stuff like that, like the basic stuff, basic living. But I guess... It's better to do it that way when somebody throw you in it, right? To to learn right away than you know like tippy toeing around it. Um, it. But I'm not gonna lie, it was a hard year. I cried several times to my parents on uh, you know Skype. Yes, <laughs> on Skype and uh, yeah, but well, that, it didn't. It, what that first year? So that's it for the Portland Pirates. Yeah, yeah. Dustin Penner was on your team. Yeah, so, Diesel. Yeah. Yes. So kind of that was your first introduction to, to Dustin. Dustin, yes. So yeah. how, how was that relationship? Because a lot of, not a lot of people, you know, they just think of him here and, yeah. you know, and things like that. But what was that kind of? He, he was he was nice to me, yeah. always, but he was a bit older. You know, uh, we had great team. 
We had uh, Shane O'Brien. We had uh, Kevin uh, Zenon Konopka. Yeah. We had uh, Tim Tim Brandt. We had a bunch of guys. Uh, Curtis Glencross was there. Um, we had a lot of NHLers on the team. Mm-hmm. We made we made it to the conference final. We lost to uh, Hershey, I think, game seven. Um, and for parts of the year, uh, they would send down uh, Ryan Getzloff and Corey Perry too. Mm-hmm. So we had a great team. Um, you know, but yeah, Dustin, I always had a good relationship with him. He was he was nice to me. You know, uh, I I my first D, D partner was uh, Bruno Saint Jacques, okay. and he helped me big time too to adjust. He was older guy. He he was up and down a few times. Uh, yeah, so it was great. And then then the 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 guy who helped me actually the most was Kevin Deneen, right? Coach. Head coach. Yeah, yeah. I that guy, fuck. players players coach. Yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> I I cannot say again enough good stuff. <laughs> yeah. But but when we uh, he was very very emotional sometimes, especially when we would play Providence. Uh, we would back in the back in the day that it was set up that we would play them eight times during the regular season, and we would have like I think three or four preseason games against them, and then we we faced them in the first round of playoffs. So we'd play like. 15 to 18 games against them. And it would be, those were like the battles. Right. There would be like four or five fights. And then Kevin would get into it with the coach and yeah. he, we would have to like pull him down from, yeah. from the glasses between the benches because he was ready to kill him. It was hilarious. <laughs> so, so I'm this, you know, you don't see this in Europe right. at all. So I'm like 19 year old kids. I'm like, what is happening, right? Like the coach is climbing over my shoulder to kill the other coach. But I, I love that about Kevin. He was so, so into it. And then uh, that year he got his uh, jersey retired in uh, Hartford. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I knew Kevin Dineen, but I didn't know what he a career. Was, I mean, what a career! Yes. And he did it all. Like he would fight, he would score goals, like everything you needed him to do. Good leader, great hockey family. Yeah, great hockey family. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, um, so I remember his his jersey getting getting retired, and I, you know, I was lucky enough to be to be there and be part of it. And I I know how much it meant meant for him, and you know he uh, you know he enjoyed it very much. Vladislav Schmid is our co-host on Thursdays from 8 to 10 here on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. So in 2006, I mean, Edmonton was just buzzing. Um, the Stanley Cup run. Chris Pronger was probably the best player in the playoffs, you know, uh, controlled the games. Uh, then after the loss in Game 7 to Carolina, things start floating around and Chris Pronger doesn't want to be here. Well, it came before that that he didn't want to didn't want to be here. But um, all of a sudden, the trade happens to Anaheim, and you were a key part of it. Do you remember where you were when you got the call that you were traded to Edmonton? Yeah, I was at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like I don't know what time it was. It was yeah. pretty late. Uh, Brian Burke called me, and he told me the news. But yeah, I I remember being at the bar. He he. He tells the story too. Uh, at the bar, getting the call, I'm like, Shh, everybody quiet. This is the GM <laughs> calling me. He's like, Laddie, Laddie, get, get out, get out. Uh, so I come out. He's like, Ah, you're, you've been traded. I'm like, Yeah, where? Edmonton. 
and Chris Pronger. I didn't even let him finish. I just heard Chris Pronger and like come back to the bar. I got traded for Chris Pronger. It's like, shut up. It's not the entire deal. Like there's more parts to it. So uh, yeah, and then he ended the call and you know what, I can tell that you're out, which he didn't mind, I guess. Was the good old back back uh, old laddie, I guess. Uh, yeah, but he he called me in the morning and yeah, he explained the whole situation, how it went down, and mm-hmm. yeah, no, for me, no hard feelings at all. Like I was excited to hopefully break into uh, break into the NHL as uh, Anaheim Duck, but that, like I said many times before, it's business, so I wasn't you know too worried about it. I I, I was excited for a new opportunity with a new team. Text line one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. This comes from Ewell Dave. I can't picture Laddie a day over twenty five. I thought he was still playing. Also, the roasting of Struds and the banter is top notch. So glad you guys are back. So when you came back after Brian Burke said, "Yeah, you know, I was traded for Chris Pronger." So the exact deal went as such. So it was with Joffrey Lupel, Edmonton yep. guy. So a lot of people in Edmonton were happy about that, uh, and. First round pick in 07, which turned out to be Nick Ross. No one really remembers him. Uh, first round pick in 2008, which was Jordan Eberle. That's much better. Much <laughs> better. Round two in the 08 draft, which ended up to be Travis Hamanick, which was traded all for Chris Pronger. Worked out well for the Ducks. They won the Stanley Cup. But now you're starting your NHL career here. So what were the initial stages for you when you got to Edmonton? And I mean, you cracked the lineup right away. I think you played almost every game that season. Yeah. So what was that like? <clears throat> Dream come true. Uh, I remember when, uh, when McT called me in the, uh, into the office after the training camp and he told me that I made a team. Mm-hmm. Everything I dreamt of, you know, I, I, I remember I told my dad when I was like 12, 13, like that, when I make the NHL, I'm going to buy you a car. So, yeah, so uh, that uh, yeah. my dad remember it. So when I called him, he's like, "Hey, you owe me a car," <laughs> and I did buy him a car yeah. <laughs> later on. But yeah, uh, it was I, 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 I cannot describe how it fell inside. It was it's and you know only only somebody who went through it and many guys did. You know they can describe the feeling. It's for everybody is different, but yeah, it's. It's amazing feeling, you know, you work so hard since I was like three or four when I started to skate and then later stages of your career and it wasn't always easy, but I sacrificed a lot of stuff like the, the regular kid stuff, uh, teenager stuff, you know, all these girlfriends and stuff, and mm-hmm. you, you sacrifice and your like focus made up for it, I guess. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you sacrifice a lot of stuff that people don't really think about, uh, but it's... At the end, it's all worth it, you know. You mentioned um, Alex Hemsky earlier. We talked about him. Uh, Peter Sikora was also here. Peter. Peter, Peter Nedved was here for a little bit too. Yeah, okay. So how, how much did they help you with that transition? A lot, you know, especially Hammer. Well, yeah, Siki, Siki was here. I, I like the guy a lot. Uh, he was older. Also, he was, but, yeah, a bit older. Yeah. He was also with Anaheim too, right, mm-hmm. before. Uh, yeah, great guys. Yeah. Uh, Jan Heida was here too. Oh yeah, yeah. We, we had a lot of Czech guys, but yeah, Hammer, Hammer has been always there for me. Uh, you know, we're we still talk mm-hmm. a lot, and you know, he's again. I met a lot of hockey players around you know around the league in, in Czech here, you know, but he 
stands out like one of the best I, I've met in hockey. And like I said, he always helped me whenever I needed or whenever I needed to talk to somebody. He's always there. So great guy. He was just up uh, last year. He came in the playoffs, right? And did you have a chance to go yes. out and see him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went, uh, yeah, we went uh, out, if you want to yeah. say it. And then we went for lunch with families as well. Yeah. As, uh, as how does he like Dallas? I mean, he, he kind of, out of all the places, I mean, that's where, you know, he played a little bit at the end of his career, but yeah. I thought maybe out of all the places, I was Dallas wasn't the place that I thought he would settle. Me too. He's more like a Czech, uh, more Czech kind of culture guy, but, yeah. uh, you know, he, he's got a beautiful family. I think they liked it there. They built a house just now. They finished it. Uh, his, his wife, with his wife, Julie, and mm-hmm. I, they, I, I guess worked out for well uh, work work out very well for them in, in Dallas you know good weather I guess they, they like the schooling there um, the house is probably amazing I haven't been there I gotta <laughs> I gotta visit him seriously I'm, I'm sure he's got a few guest uh, guest rooms yeah I'm uh, sure he does yeah yeah but uh, yeah I I always liked to visit Dallas great great place lots to do great weather you know so yeah I don't blame him he's still there just wanted to mention uh, Sports 1440 Collaborative with uh, uh, Sports Central. Uh, we've just been going at this for a few days. We wanted to let everybody know about our uh, bike drive, so uh, we're getting things going in that sense uh, for the rest of this month. And we want to give kids uh, ages four, uh, well, no, ages six to 12, really. Uh, Sports Central is for kids of all ages, but kids six to 12, we want to get them some bikes. So you can donate your uh, gently used bikes uh, at United Sports Cycle, Revolution Cycle, Bonnie Dune Shopping Center or Londonary Mall. If you have a bike sitting in your garage, you want to clean out the garage, uh, please do so. Uh, Sports Central, amazing, amazing uh, uh, people down there. They get the guys that work on the bikes all winter and then the, the bikes will be ready to go uh, for the kids in the spring. So if you want to check out our website at 1440.ca, it's got all the information on there and uh, you can check that out if you want. Once again, our guest at the top of the 10 o'clock hour will be uh, Randy Furby, his uh, rink of uh, Dave Nedwin, Scott Pfeiffer, Marcel Rock inducted into the uh, Canadian Sports Hall of Fame. So congrats to the Furb Four. Uh, Ladislav Schmid is our co-host on uh, Thursdays from 8 to 10. Uh, he'll be doing that every uh, Thursday. So we're glad to have him and uh, we're looking forward to that. And a lot of texts coming in. We'll get to a couple more of those uh, as we progress. So when you started uh, that first year, it was weird because everyone in Edmonton was coming off that Stanley Cup final hangover. Yep. Did you feel that? Yep. Uh, did the team feel that? Yeah. Uh, it wasn't a great year for us, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, it was like I was too young, but I think for the older guys who went through that run, you know, there was a lot of pressure, you know, but you you lose your best player and some other guys yeah. you know that they were traded during that uh, cup run um so yeah tough tough year uh but for me as a player it was a good opportunity to to get some playing time and get some decent minutes and yeah but for a fans it wasn't you know it was kind of the stanley cup run hungover so yeah not it, fun it was and tough I mean, it was, you know, a lot of uh, broken hearts, I guess, after the Game 7. I, well, there's still broken hearts. I mean, yeah. uh, it was a tough time around here for sure. I was lucky enough, and that's how we first met. I was doing fill-in color on Oilers Radio yeah. um, and from 03 to 2010, and that's so we met in 07. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you could feel it just moving forward, and it was a tough time for the city. People around were still, they've, they were one game away. Yeah. 
and you still talk to the players like Sean Horkoff. You talk to you – know, Sean Horkoff always says, after game six, we thought we had won yeah. because they dominated game six mm-hmm. against Carolina. Um, and everyone was so confident going forward. And then just to see it uh, – I mean, it was a close game in game seven. We know empty yeah. netter goal and stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, we'll have much more with Ladislav Schmid here on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440 right after the break. And we welcome you back. It is uh, 9.22, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some junior football in the city uh, for the next uh, oh, 10, 12 minutes or so with uh, Jason Lorimer. He's the general manager of the uh, Edmonton Huskies. We've got him on the line. Uh, Jason, you're with Kevin Carries and Ladislav Schmid of uh, Sports 1440. Did you ever think you might get a couple questions asked to you by Ladislav Schmid? Never in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I suppose you you probably watched Laddie when he played here and in Calgary? Absolutely. You know, I I've, uh, you know, grew up in Edmonton um, on the north side, actually, uh, right down the street from uh, Grant Beer's old house. Oh, and, uh, oh. you know, just became a, an avid fan growing up in the 80s here. So, Glad to hear that. Some, uh, Oilers. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, so so far, how's the season been going? I mean, junior football starts a little bit earlier. You guys have been at it for a little bit. How how the Huskies been going so far? We've been looking pretty good. Uh, we struggled out of week one. Uh, we did not play the game we were hoping to. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, we found some positives uh, and uh, corrected it for week two going into Calgary. Uh, showed them uh, that the Battle of Alberta is definitely going to be won a little bit more up north. And then uh, we went right back into the Wildcats, uh, out in Sherwood Park, and you know they've been, uh, the boys have been playing pretty good. What's the schedule look like for you moving forward? Are you on a bye week right now? Yeah, we're just finishing the bye week. Uh, we got into practice again last night, uh, which was a late night, but a fun one. Um, and uh, we're uh, doing a back-to-back against the Wildcats, so we're uh, at Jasper Place this weekend uh, hosting them. So what's this rivalry been like? I mean, you guys have been going at it for a long time. Uh, Wildcats, Huskies, uh, what's the rivalry been like in the last little bit? In the last little bit, it's been a little more one-sided, uh, but uh, the Wildcats have uh, really stepped up their game in the past year. They've uh, changed up a, a good chunk of their coaching staff. Uh, they've uh, brought in a whole bunch of great recruits. Uh, they've got a really good team. So it's uh, it's been a – well, I've been part of the team for seven years, and uh, I don't think we've lost them yet. So, uh, but they gave us a heck of a battle last week, and uh, it's going to be a great one this week. Jason Larmer is our guest. Kevin Carrius show on 1440 Sports. Uh, Ladislav Schmid co-hosting with us, and I think Laddie's got one for you, Jason. Hey, Rich. Uh, yeah, I, I was just, you know, I'm all new to this uh, football world, but uh, I just wanted to ask a little bit about the history of the team, uh, if you can. Well, uh, actually, uh, the, the team itself, uh, next year is going to be our 70th anniversary. Wow. Uh, yeah, they've, they've been going for quite some time. Uh, it's it's a very uh, tenured team, if you will, um, and it's uh, we've got a great coaching staff, and we've been around for we got a lot of great alumni. Let's put it that way. Wow. What about some of that alumni? Because a lot of guys have gone on to you know win great cups, move on. Can you kind of uh, express to our listeners a, a little bit about that history? Uh, the most recent one uh, just uh, last year was uh, Theron Churchill uh, won a great cup with the Argonauts and uh, Theron's been an amazing uh, part of our community coming back to visit boys and uh, coach up in the off season and uh, yeah no it's been 
where else can I go with this? I'm just trying to think. Um, well, there's been some great ones over the years. Maybe, you know what, touch on your coaching yeah. staff. I know Randy Spencer, is he still kicking around there on the staff? Randy, Randy absolutely is kicking around. <laughs> uh, he was dancing up a storm the other night with uh, the music going to practice, and uh, he's an absolutely outstanding human being. Who else have you got on the staff? Uh, so uh, coaching staff-wise, we've got our uh, offensive coordinator is Marcus Henry. Special teams coordinator is Brian Marshall, and our defensive coordinator is uh, Brandon Modine. Uh, those are just the coordinators because we've got an amazing support staff from uh, Chris Durham at quarterback uh, coach, Reggie Gilmore at running back coach, Kendall Jeske at wide receiver coach uh, with his assistant, Colin Mather, uh, Sean Walter and Adam Cooper, um, Marshall Klein, all at the old line position, uh, Nick Cowan at linebacker, Coach Doug Smith assisting him, Mimi mm-hmm. Dicchio, and A.J. Chen at uh, defensive backs. And then uh, Skyler Schillenberg assisting the great Randy Spencer. <laughs> Can I just ask how many teams is in your league and how many games do you play over the course of the so, season? So uh, in, in our conference, we, we uh, have uh, the Wildcats, Calgary Colts, Saskatoon uh, Hilltops, Regina Thunder, and uh, the Winnipeg Rifles. Okay. Uh, so that's the Prairie Football Conference, and we'll play eight games in the regular season. Okay. Thank so you. your your next game is the tenth. Um, yep. Wildcats, and that's a JP Bowl. Yes, it is. So I I used to work in Saskatoon, so I know all about the Hilltops and the rich history, and they you know I mean they've been the class of Canadian junior football for a long, long time. Uh, yes. But having said that, when I when I got here. In 1998, between the Huskies and, and the Wildcats, I mean the programs were were very good. I mean, uh, Mikey McLean was taking over the, the the Huskies at that time and did such a great job. The Wildcats were falling off, but then Gary Durchuk came in to do the Wildcats, and he kind of built that program up. Why do you think? Uh, I think what's your when's the last time the Huskies won a national title? Oh five. Okay. Yeah, going back all the way uh, to Mike's tenure. Yeah, so is there a reason why you've maybe seen a little bit of a drop-off because of, you know, I mean, the Hilltops were, I mean, they've won consecutive championships, things like that. And, I mean, Regina Thunder's got a good team. And, you know, the teams out east and in BC are good. But why do you think we've seen a little bit of a, a, a span of several years between, you know, national championship success? The Saskatoon Hilltops have uh, been the powerhouse. Uh, and uh, typically, to get to that national championship game, you got to go through them. And they are very good at executing their system. And the Hilltops, I mean, that's, the, I mean, again, when I was in Saskatoon, uh, Dave Hardy was running the program for, for many years. Is it hard um, to have two teams in the same city trying to draw players? I, you know, I, I get that question posed to me quite often. Uh, it, it, it it has its pros and its cons. Um, when you uh, want kids to get the opportunity to grow, it's a phenomenal opportunity. You've got two teams in one city, and we've got a big enough population mm-hmm. that, we've, uh, that we've got to compete, uh, but uh, you've got enough talent to pull from. So it comes down to your coaching staff and uh, making sure that they, uh, they're on the right page and they're all on the same page. Um, but uh, when it comes down to game time, uh, when we get that uh, Wildcats-Huskies uh, game, it's a great rivalry, and we get a lot of people at the game. So it actually, like I said, double-edged sword. You might not have uh, be able to feel the most talent, but you get a good crowd, and uh, you get a good product too. 
Oh, thank you. Um, I got a question about uh, scouting. How do you? How many scouts do you have, and how you know? How do you scout the players? If you know, like I know how it works in the hockey, but is it a bit different in football or? Uh, it's 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 interesting because we are all volunteers at, uh, at both the, at all the junior programs here, and uh, the guys really try and take on as much as they can. Mm. So uh, they're getting film sent to them left, right, and center. Uh, we've got our lovely recruit page. Uh, if you go to edmontonhuskies.com uh, slash prospects, the players can fill it out uh, and submit their stuff to us, and it'll really allow us to look at everything as, as best as we can and make an informed decision. So people, uh, as we guess with Jason Lormer, the general manager of the Edmonton Huskies uh, on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440 with Ladislav Schmid, uh, people uh, don't realize how much money it takes to run a team, a junior football team, any team, uh, when you, whenever you look at it in sports. How do you run a, a junior football program on a limited budget? And can you speak to the fundraiser that you guys kind of threw together with the Huskies, the dogs coming out and uh, the pictures that were taken with the calendars? Oh, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> we've got a couple different uh, methods we're trying to uh, spark, for lack of a better term. Uh, we've been dominant uh, primarily on our fundraising when uh, the lovely fans of the Elks go on out and they uh, buy a 50-50 ticket. That's been the lion's share of our fundraising over the past uh, decade. Um, the, what we've come to the realization is that number's dwindling, and uh, we're hoping that it can uh, recoup and get back to normal. But uh, on game day, you know, you don't even have to go to the game to buy a ticket uh, for the Elks 50-50 anymore. You can do it online and mm-hmm. do it from the comfort of your own home watching the game on TV. So uh, when you get that opportunity, you could take it. But uh, to be a little more creative, we've gotten out of the box. We've uh, done our Husky Howler comedy night, which has been a fantastic fundraiser. And uh, as you alluded to, uh, we've got the, the calendar coming up that should be uh, going out for sale here this weekend. Uh, and uh, our team photographer, Gordon Miller, come on out and uh, with uh, the, the leadership of Chris Durham. And these guys came up with a great idea, got... Uh, a uh, husky uh, breeder to come on out with their puppies, mm-hmm. and uh, the whole team came on out and had a great day uh, petting some puppies and taking some photos and uh, slapping together a calendar for us. Well, sounds good. So, uh, Jason, we wish you all the best, and uh, just kind of tell the listeners again uh, game time and everything else. And we've also got a special giveaway that we're going to be doing up on the fantasy uh, frenzy show. Uh, we'll get to that in a second, but uh, just uh, game time. Where's it at? And uh, just your thoughts on uh, the game this weekend. Well, it's going to be a great game. Uh, like we keep on talking about the rivalry, these kids grew up all together for the most part. So the trash talking gets really personal. And it's a lot of fun. Uh, the game is Sunday, uh, September 10th at 1 o'clock. Uh, Jasper Place Bowl in the West End. Uh, there's lots of parking. It's a little bit of a walk, but it's going to be a great little stadium. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun this Sunday. Jason, thanks for this. And uh, good luck uh, on this weekend and uh, for the rest of the season. Thank you very much for having me out, guys, and it's so great to have Sports Radio back on the air. Hey, we appreciate that. Thank you Thank very much. You. That's Jason Lorem, a general manager of the Edmonton Huskies. And yes, Wildcat fans, yes, we will have representation uh, coming up, uh, maybe even today, maybe tomorrow on the Wildcats. Uh, the Crosstown rivalry, it's always been a good one. Uh, just wanted to let you know that uh, for Sunday's game, we've got a chance for you to win tickets 
on Fantasy Frenzy. Not win, you know, we will be giving them away. Uh, the Duke of Delburn, Brandon Douglas, uh, can you give a few details on that? You'll be coming up at 11 o'clock with Connor Halley. What's, uh, what's going on with this weekend and tickets to the Huskies-Wildcats game? Yeah, we've uh, we've been fortunate enough that Huskies has set up set us up with some uh, a pair of tickets to give away every day on the show. So uh, you just tune in, like uh, like you mentioned, eleven to twelve with myself and Connor Halley on the Fantasy Frenzy, and we keep it simple. We're not asking any uh, stumping trivia questions. <laughs> it's basically just a, a text the line with a, a code word, and we'll we'll pick a random name out of the mix. And if uh, if you are lucky enough to be selected, it, you just show up at the game, and and then they'll they'll have all the details arranged to get you in for free with a pair of tickets. Here's one for you. How, how about one of the longest serving? members of Edmonton media that used to play for the Edmonton Huskies. Do you have it, Duke? Is it all, is it rolling off the tip of your the, tongue? Off the tip of my tongue, no, but it, when you're talking with Jason there, he mentioned one of their members of their coaching staff, uh, Chris Durham. Yes. I know uh, yeah. he's a longtime serving member of the media. I don't know if he played per se, but his uh, his involvement with the team and, like Jason said, volunteering his time to help out with the quarterbacks there. Uh, Chris was one of my instructors at uh, Nate in the RATV program. Durham can barely chuck a football, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, and uh, Laddie knows who this guy is. Uh, uh, but he played for the Huskies in the 50s. Well, actually, you could have two of these guys. Two of the guys, longest-serving members in the Edmonton media. One of them is in the Hockey Hall of Fame that played for the Huskies. Short time, I think. And one guy played, I think, a little longer and just kind of retired from broadcasting and radio in Edmonton. So... If someone has a little answer for that, you can shoot us off a text. one 401 1440 Laddie, do you have any, uh, any, you know, you've been, you know all the media guys, all the old guys. The one that I'm mentioning, you should know. A hockey Hall of Fame. He's in the Hockey Hall of writer? Fame. Writer? Uh, not no. a writer, but it was very close to, uh, to you for many years. And he's in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Wow. Rod... Phillips. Phillips, yes. Rod Phillips, he was? Yeah, Rod Phillips played for the Huskies oh, a long so... time ago, and uh, I, be- I believe he, yeah, I don't want to get the years because I don't want to get Hot Rod mad at me again. But, Rod, yeah. where, where is he? Rod's uh, in, in town. Yeah, Rod, you know, he retired I th- from. I thought he was in Arizona or something. He or... went down to Arizona, and now he's back. Uh, you know, Quinn Phillips, I worked with his daughter for several years, and when I was doing the games, Rod was almost, he was a second dad to me. I mean, yeah. he, he took me under his wing, and I remember the, one of the first things that Rod said because uh, you would get the per diem money. I the media, if you, because I was kind of employed by the team at doing yeah. the interim games. He said, "You're spending every dime of your per diem money. You're not. You're not putting it under your pillow. Every dime of your per diem money. We're going to go out. We're going to have a nice dinner. We're going to have a glass of wine. We'll have a scotch. You're spending it all, and then some." I like so, it. Yes. I like that. That's, that's mindset, exactly yeah. how that was. He's such a nice guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, texter comes in with the right answer. Yes. Rod Phillips. Uh, that comes in. But there is one more. And if you can figure that one out, maybe you can use that. That could be a great, great trivia question for you guys to give away tickets for uh, the game this weekend. Hilltops and Huskies. JP Bull. JP Bull. Uh, one o'clock on Sunday. So uh, we're going to take a quick break here on the Kevin Carey show on sports 1440 with Ladislav Schmid. We're more, more with Laddie right after the break. Uh, all right, Duke. Now we're talking a little boot scoot and boogie for some intro music. Must've went into the CFCW playlist for that one. Uh, the Duke of Delburn, you know, 
He's got he's got the country roots, laddie. He's I'm he's not excited. a huge uh, country You're guy. You're not, so, you know? No, no, no. So my, my wife, well, like, yeah. I sometimes I drive my wife's uh, my wife's car, and she's got a tune to country. She's got a country radio <laughs> on. I did, just want to jump out of the window. Did you uh, did you ever have? Were you in charge of the playlist in the room? The tunes going. No, I think European music is too crazy for you North, <laughs> North American guys. Yeah, we can't just handle it. Too much, uh, too too much dance music, I guess. Uh, I I like all kind of music. I don't get me wrong. I have some some country country songs on yeah. my uh, on my uh, iPhone, but um, yeah, for most parts, it's just rock or you know stuff like that, <laughs> hip hop. <laughs> yeah, country well, is just like it, it. The topics of country songs are like broken heart, drinking. <laughs> And yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Yeah, what's the, the, there's an old line: if you play a record backwards, uh, yeah. a country song, and your dog comes back to you three days later, yeah. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of texts coming into one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. A lot of them are asking about our question: a former media guy, guys who played for the Edmonton Huskies back in the day. Uh, BS if it was Derek Van Deest, no. Uh, well. He might think he can play a guy ass, uh, Bob Stoffer. No. Although, <laughs> I'll tell, I forgot about Bob. Yeah. No, He's I'll, built like one. Yeah. But, uh, well, no. there's another Bob thinks he, he probably could have played. Uh, <laughs> true story. These are two. And then here's the other one. Rob, uh, Robin Brownlee. This comes in. Uh, Rob, was it Robin Brownlee? No. So we said it was Brian Hall and Rod Phillips and John Sexsmith. Our old buddy John Sexsmith, my partner for 25 years at Global, played a little bit with the Huskies. Um, but Robin Brownlee, uh, and uh, this is another true story. So at Double E Camp, a long time ago, these two guys decided, this was before I think Bob was working. He was, I, I, he was just getting into radio. They decided, uh, Bob and Robin Brownlee decided to have a race. And could you imagine the two of those guys racing down the sidelines at Edmonton football camp? Well... <laughs> We got we had the, and we had cameras there. We had the we, we, oh, yeah. oh yeah, we took the video and we remember that movie Chariots of Fire. <laughs> so they had that music, the piano music, and we slowed it down. And I can't remember one of I think I don't know. I can't remember. Ruben's gonna have to text in her phone because uh, I can't remember who won that one. But uh, Robin Brownlee covered you know he was on the beat for both teams for many many years. Uh, he played lacrosse. I believe he played lacrosse in in Kamloops. Uh, there was another funny story with uh, a, a guy that I started work here with. Jay, Jay Durant was his name, and Brownlee back in the day was a, he still is. He was a gruff guy. You didn't want to get too close to him in scrums because you get uh, a young reporter might get an elbow to the melon. But Jay Durant, he didn't care what he said to anybody, and he was here 25 years ago. And he said to Robin Brownlee, he goes, "You know what?" You look exactly like Rhino Man from Spider Man. Well, there was steam coming out of Ruben's ears. He was so mad. I thought he was going to pound Durant into the ground, but uh, that's a long time ago for sure. Uh, Fantasy Frenzy is coming up at 11 o'clock uh, with the Duke and Connor Halley. We're going to have a couple questions about that. Do you do any fantasy at all, Laddie? No, I don't have enough time. And I, I'm very competitive, mm-hmm. so it would consume me. I, I know that my, yeah, yeah I, my, my <laughs> it does, wife, whatever. It does consume a guy. Yeah, whatever. Like I would, I would get mad and I would get mad at my, you know, the players I would draft and stuff like that. I, I don't want to be that guy, you know, that I would be swearing around kids. And like I said, very competitive, whatever I do, 
my wife tells me all the time, just take take a deep breath. I'm like, <laughs> mind on your business, okay? Just <laughs> don't worry about me. But yeah, I'm <clears throat> very, very uncompetitive, even with like the smallest, stupidest things. Yeah. You did go in, you had a little, when you were playing with the Oilers and you had pools that you guys went into? How yeah. Did, how yeah. did that work? We had Super Bowl pool. We had, uh, the, my favorite was Masters golf. Okay. I had no idea. I, I still have no clue about golf. Like I I don't like to play it. I don't go out uh, to play golf. Not, nothing. It doesn't really interest me. I like more high tempo games or, or sports. But that that one was cool because we would draft our own players, which you would be paired up with somebody else. So I had to pair up with somebody who knew golf. And mm-hmm. then I, I some, one time I was a runner up, runner up with my teammate, and one time I won the pool. And I remember guys being choked because they were like, "You, <laughs> I cannot even say the words." But the Europe was part of the word too, like yeah. the two words. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, all, they were always here. chirping. Yeah. They were always chirping like Europeans, and we know, like, let's be honest. Thank God, Europeans, I guess, came here, guys, right? Like, yes, you know, <laughs> discovered discovered North America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna get into it. No, so I would always. Where would, uh, where would we uh, be yeah, without you guys? Yeah. No, but uh, they would be super mad. Like Sean Harkov would be super mad because he would do his like homework and like you know get into it would be prior to that, and then like I wouldn't care. And then he wouldn't win anything or whatever. It's yeah. like, oh my so, God, this is not fair. And like, they would call me names and stuff and I would just laugh it off. I would just collect my money and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> well, there might be still time to, for Laddie to get into the survivor pool. What do you get? The elimination yeah. pool, whatever you want to call it. Maybe we'll get, we'll line them up that after after 10 o'clock. But uh, oh. text coming in for Ladislav Schmid, our co-host here, 8 to 10 on Thursdays. Uh, I met Vlad. This comes from Ricky in the Donut. Met La, uh, Vlad at the Flames Casino fundraiser. How, how was your Calgary experience? Do you like the mountains? Do you keep in touch with any former teammates on the Flames? Uh, yeah. I so start with the the city of Calgary, I love Calgary. Uh, I'm outdoorsy guy and, you know, close to the mountains. I had, a, we had a beautiful house there, close to the river, kind of on the way to the Banff. So it was, it was amazing. You know, my, my twins were born there. So a lot of good memories, you know, not the hockey side that's per se <laughs> that much, but uh, I, I love Calgary, you know, it's a lot of good restaurants. It just, just great energy, uh, you know, around that city uh, um, and yeah I talk not I don't talk to many of my teammates but one one guy that you know, he was also my uh, neighbor and it was Matt Stajan mm-hmm. you know, we were close and uh, he's with Hitman um, Calgary Hitman and uh, yeah we talked uh, last year several times and you know even through the text and yeah hello guy and it was a different, like, I mean, I, I worked in Calgary before here, so I can, I felt the difference between the two cities and the market, the teams, everything. Did you feel that too? I mean, was there a big discrepancy between the two cities, even though they're so close? Yeah. Um, the fan base is a bit different. You know, they call it like white color there, blue color here. Right. Like, I, I'd say the, and I don't want to offend anybody, but. Uh, you can offend I, people I, from Calgary yeah. if you want. I think I didn't fancer kind of better to my taste here. Yes. You know, I, you know, I, 
here there there is like more offices like i said white color they're yeah. kind of standoffish they're still supporting your the, the team very well you know like they are there but it's not it's not the same like edmonton i found the difference um and take away hockey take away um the cities even i found the people in edmonton get behind whatever cause it is a lot more than in calgary people in calgary i would say they want to they they do their job they make their money and then they go to the mountains on the weekend they don't put their heart and soul in behind the causes that we do so in edmonton and you've seen the charity work that people in edmonton do I'm not saying people in calgary don't do that but it's far more superior and i mean you know they they, they support the stampede there's no doubt about that i mean it's the greatest show on earth for a reason but i've always found that people in edmonton uh, get behind a certain cause or whatever do you do you feel that or have you felt that I, I guess I I was there for a shorter period of time, so yeah. uh, for me, it's hard to judge. Uh, we did tons of charities there, and you know, I, I don't know, you have probably different experience, but yeah, for me, it's, the, it's tough to say. I, I just, when I comment on the on the fan base, it's a bit different. It's Here, it's more kind of like a homey feeling, that even with the fans, you know, uh, it's just, on the, mm-hmm. it's more like on a personal level. I, I know fans can be, not all of them, but they can be like hard asses and you know very <laughs> yeah. critical, but that's in any city. But for most parts, I had a really good interaction with fans and you know, here in Edmonton. Texter Stu writes into uh, our text line at one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. 401 You kind of covered his first one, but he had one more question. Uh, who was your least favorite player that you played against uh, and then he said his guess is Sean Avery <laughs> <laughs> uh, I yeah obviously the incident uh, that happened with Sean Avery uh, I, I haven't played against him that much because he was mm-hmm. out east but what happened happened uh, for, maybe refresh the fans a little bit about yeah if you want well to. he would probably call I don't know his <laughs> side of the story but I asked him to fight and he turned me down and as soon as I started to turn away from him he dropped the gloves and kind yeah. of knocked me out yeah, you're not the only one yeah so but that was my stupidity to turn my kind of like a hot back wow. on you know like you, you don't do that there's some unwritten rules but uh, I should know better so I I rather than blame the other guy I, I take some responsibility but um there was so many guys that I hate to play against, you know, yeah. like Ryan Kessler, Matt Cook. Most of them were on actually Vancouver Canucks. Yeah. <laughs> now I think about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Th- those, those two guys really, yeah. But if they're pissing you off that much, they, they're doing their job right. Right. And, exactly. you know, like Ryan Kessler was a hell of a player, you know, there was antics on the ice sometimes, but uh, he was a hell of a player and, you know, he served well for the well, Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, and then guys, guys on flames. You know, yes. off and <laughs> those battles were crazy. Honestly, uh, uh, guys, to actually mentioning, uh, you know, I was at the Oil Kings camp and we drafted again uh, last son. Yes, so I got to talk. I was kind of starstruck because don't get you know I. Hated to play against General McGinla, but I always respected him out of that team the most. Or him and uh, Robin Regeer and uh, Mark Giordano. But playing against McGinla was, you know, uh, 
it was something special for me. Like he was, he was a total package. It wasn't just him scoring goals or, you know, he provided the leadership. He was great off the ice with media, supporting charities and, you know, uh, that, you know, all, all just a full package. And then on the ice, like I mentioned, he would score goals, but he would, if you would piss him out, he would fight. Mm -hmm. He would answer their bell. Just, yeah, just all around great player, great person. And then I got to meet him finally in person, like, because I miss him in Calgary. Uh, he already got traded. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna, so I was honest with him. I'm like, yeah, I'm a little bit starstruck. Yeah, my might be stuttering a little bit, mm -hmm. but uh, you know, I I told him like we had some great battles. Like I swore at him again, like you know, trying to yeah. throw him off his game. But I always respected him a lot, and yeah, so it was cool cool to meet him. I think Edmonton Oil King fans would like to know a little bit more about Joe again. Joe, so that's yeah. that's Jerome's son. So he was taken in the first round of the um, under fifteen draft, twelfth uh, overall. Yeah. What what kind of young player is he? Well, we're hoping he's gonna turn out <laughs> to be his dad. He's got definitely some scoring touch. Yeah. He's uh, nifty, good skater. Uh, yeah, and uh, being 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 uh, you know growing up in the, in the same house as your Hall of Fame dad that for sure helps. So he's got a lot of good insights and he's got good work ethic. You know he's coachable and you know I I, I imagine his dad's gonna be around too to help him and kind of help in the process. So we are very excited to have him. Yeah, Texter Doug writes in uh, biggest uh, difference between Calgary and Edmonton. Uh, is the only city, Edmonton, in all of Canada that has a federation of community leagues which promotes thousands of volunteers, which is true. That's why, I, as I said, people get behind causes here. They volunteer, they do. I, they, wouldn't, do, I wouldn't know that because, yeah. you know, guys, sorry, I'm European, yeah. as you can tell by my accent. But, uh, yeah, that's, I guess. Here's one uh, for you, Laddie, from Northside Gym. Does Ladislav prefer the acoustics on the bench in Edmonton or Calgary for his singing? <laughs> Edmonton for sure. Yeah, yeah, but I'm more like a karaoke bar guy. You know? Okay, what's but what's I your go I, I'm not drinking. Well, my yeah. <laughs> my my song, my yeah, song, your go-to song, Pearl Jam, Better Man. Pearl, really? Oh yeah. What yeah. about something that like? I mean, that's a little like. I, what do you I, mean? I, it's a great song. I, I, what are you talking about? Okay, you don't like Pearl Jam or what? Yes, I do. But I mean, so what do you want me to sing? Country songs? Yeah. Well, no, like, I thought, man, I thought you'd be like uh, like Strutty, like Islands in the Stream, Dolly Parton, oh. Kenny Rogers. Well, first of all, Strike cannot sing. It's Shona who can sing. <laughs> yes. His wife. But uh, yeah, Pearl Jam. I, I sang Pearl Jam at the Christmas party at the Red Piano Bar in front. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I had a few drinks. And they, <laughs> the, I think Sean Horko got me going. It's like, you, you can, you won't do it. I'm like, <laughs> they watch me, buddy. <laughs> so that was uh, all management was there, coaching staff. Oh, yeah, cool. the old uh, Red Piano Bar got me, and uh, yeah, I, I did sing. <laughs> yeah, Red Piano. I, I, yeah, Red I, Piano Bar was a place, wasn't oh it? Oh my, oh my God, I, I love that place. Yeah. I, I think Shauna was there, and she sang "Summer of '69." Oh well. really? Yeah, yeah. Oh cool. Well, I, I, I sang at Red Piano a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna get into a lot more stories with you. Did you have fun today? It was awesome. Yeah. Yes, like thanks I, for having me. It's, well, it's a blast. The amount of text of people being excited and ecstatic that you're joining our crew here at 1440. It's just been off the charts here on our text line and thanks, calls guys. and things like that. So we'll see you next Thursday, and we've got a whole a whole lot of new stories, and and uh, we're really excited to have you aboard. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, yeah, you make it very easy oh, for I me to feel well, comfortable. So thanks, thanks Laddie, thank you as yeah. well. Thank thanks, you guys. Laddie. Appreciate it. So uh, coming up on. Uh, 
the uh, 10 o'clock hour. So time now for a sports update brought to you by Michener Allen Auctioneering. The next public timed automotive RV auction is now on. You can view everything on site, then bid online. All the info is available at maauctions.com. With a sports update, here is the Duke.